welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. All right, girls. Are you ready? It's good to see everyone. I hope you guys are having a good fall. I miss seeing you. Sorry that we... uh, that we're doing this zoom stuff. But like when we were supposed to do it last week, I knew that Meredith was just coming off COVID and I was like, you guys aren't going to want to see me in person. So hopefully, you know, I, I, I would love to see you guys in person, but you know, this'll do for now. Um, it's just good to be together. So um, I thought today that I'm, I'm going to start us with a meditation. So you guys can just, if you need to move around or do whatever you need to do, you can just listen in and, and then we'll, uh, we'll move into like the discussion part. So welcome to the Talking Joy podcast. I'm here with my team. We're back together, which is very exciting. And we have Ariane, Jennifer, Joanne, Lindsay, Blair, and Katie is actually taking a class today. And so we miss her. But she has exciting news. She's expecting her third child, a boy, and she has two girls. So uh, so hopefully Katie will be back with us next time. I thought I'd start today with a uh, visual meditation um, that I got off of, uh, a website called Unify Cosmos. Um, so if you just, uh, you know, if you're out for a walk, like Blair is, I see Blair outside of her house. We're on zoom. We can all see each other. I know you can't see us, but I love that she's moving around because most people listen to podcasts when they're out walking around. And so you can do a visual meditation while you're out, you know, walking your dog or, um, getting some exercise. So, Um, And if you're at home, you know, that's great too. So just find yourself in a comfortable position. You know, if you're walking, just ease your stride a little bit to a nice steady rhythm. Or if you're sitting at home, um, you know, use whatever position makes you feel really comfortable. And so if you need more support or even a chair, you can sit up nice and tall. Or if you're walking, stand tall. I want you to put your hands on your legs. Keep your shoulders relaxed and close your eyes if you can. If not, just breathe deeply. I want you to take a minute to appreciate this moment, this time to explore your emotions, your feelings, and your inner voice. I want you to imagine that you're out for a long walk in nature. And even if you are, you're walking along and you're walking and you're walking and you feel nature all around you. You to visualize a green meadow of the greenest color that you've ever seen and that you would like most. Visualize an extension of the green grass that extends to a nearby forest. You see the green grass, the green reflections of the sun on the meadow, and you extend the look towards the forest, you see leaves of all possible green tones, and it's very relaxing. It's so relaxing, and the sun is reflecting in the green leaves of the trees and the 
delicate shades of green are formed before your eyes, echoing each other, creating a green three-dimensional space. It is so beautiful and you are enjoying it. As you breathe calmly, breathe in the pure, fresh air full of oxygen produced by the green trees of the forest. You find yourself breathing a green, relaxing air. And with each breath, you relax more and more. You listen to the sounds of nature, a sound passing between the leaves of the trees. It is so relaxing. You hear the sound of the wind in the leaves and you relax a little bit more. You stop for a moment and you observe the green meadow, the century old trees and their beautiful leaves. Now you hear a sound while you're walking. You hear it closer and closer. It's calming and relaxing and you see that it's water. It's a canal that passes right in front of you. Be aware of your rhythm of the flowing water. The water is crystal clear. It flows over and over and over again. As you walk by the river, following its natural flow, you observe the canal and barges are floating and passing by. They soothe your soul as you imagine that these are your worries, your fears, going with it and going away. Feel how you enter this river, but you don't swim. You immerse yourself in it and you let your body float without making any movement. Let the river carry you in your imagination and feel how the river modifies its flow and increases and decreases its intensity. Be still, although the rhythm of the river changes. Fill your breath and try to keep it as deep and stable, even if your imagination and the river flows faster and faster. So we stay like this for a minute and slowly recover the consciousness of your body. You start moving your arms and feet and slowly you open your eyes and sit up. And now you see a beach on the horizon and you walk to get there. You follow the stream, its flow and its peace, you get there. You visualize a small beach nearby the canal, the blue sea, the golden sand, and you just lie there in the sand and it's delightful. The energy of the sun accumulated in the grains of the sand penetrates your back, relaxing you. You feel that accumulated heat and how it's spread in your back and you find it relaxing. It's so very nice, this delicious sensation. The blue sea, the blue sky without clouds, the sound of the wind on the leaves of the trees from behind you. The sun strikes your arms and you feel the warmth. More and more, the sun warms your chest and your legs and they sink heavier into the sand, relaxing you more and more. And you hear the rhythmic balance of sound of waves that seem to rock you in this calm blue sea. Under this precious blue sky, you hear the sound of the wind. You feel the canal waters becoming one with the sea, listening to its flow and its energy expanding and expanding you become more aware of your body, mind, and you feel more and more relaxed. Now I'd like for you to just 
Take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And slowly come back to this moment in time. And hopefully you've received the gift of going on this guided meditation. So last night I did a, uh, a class on, on Zoom for a church in Northern New Jersey. And I did a, a meditation and <clears throat> a different one to sort of get us started, to bring us into the space for our minds to be clear enough to sort of think about the topics that we were gonna talk about. And I couldn't really see anyone, you know, on Zoom, there were all these just like little tiny pictures and some people didn't even have their, have their profile open. Um, but I could feel once we did the meditation that there was this sense of like, like all the energy became collectively one or unified and everybody became much more relaxed. Even if you couldn't stay in that meditation and your mind wandered, you know, maybe something in my voice or something that I said brought you back for a minute. Um, so it's so important to, to do these things or to, to have these accessible in our life to sort of bring us into a place where we can receive information more easily. Um, anybody have any comments or, or reflections about the meditation? Did you like it? Didn't you like it? Um, I liked it. Well, you know, I, I'm in, you know, just using those visual cues to really think about colors and feeling what you're feeling while you're going through a field or, or a forest and then to water and a beach. And, you know, I've always throughout the whole journey, I felt like sunlight on me mm. and the warmth and, you know, the sparkling of everything and the light from everything. And even putting myself in the water and, you know, being moved by the, by the water, not knowing, knowing that there are rocks and whatever in the water, I was feeling very calm because I felt like even though they were there, I wasn't going to get hurt and I would just keep moving and moving and then bring me to the end, which was a beach, which is my favorite place. So I was very happy throughout that whole journey. And it just was very peaceful for me. Well, you know what you just said that, that I caught, I thought was really important. You said that you weren't going to get hurt. So you felt very safe and held and loved in that, in that container of where, where your, where your mind took you. So I love that you were able to do that. Anyone else? I find that, um, the guided meditation really helps me the most when I feel like there's the most chatter kind of going on in my mind. Uh, because if I try to meditate, but without, you know, the guided aspect, if I'm, if there's a lot going on in my head, I, you know, find myself kind of, you know, having a really hard time staying in the moment, um, you know, and focusing on my breath. Um, and kind of getting to that relaxed state. But um, with the guided aspect, it allows you to focus on something else. And then you really are able to, to feel those um, peaceful, relaxed um, feelings of having a, a quieter mind. And it also reminded me, Pam, of when we used to do our women's group meetings, like the mom's groups, and we would all be chattering you know, kind of like the chatter that goes on in the back of our heads, um, you know, excitedly. And then we would do a guided meditation 
And it was like that feeling and used to say whoosh. And it's true. It, it kind of brings the energy down to a, a much more um, uh, kind of peaceful, relaxed state um, that it's a lot easier to kind of access your thoughts beyond kind of what's going on in the moment. Yeah, I think it, it creates like an embodied experience. So there's all this chatter all the time in my head and it brings me down into my body and, and into this presence. Um, you know what I would invite you to do, Any anybody who's listening and, and Blair, um, perhaps this would work for you, is that when you find yourself feeling sort of that stressed, like fight or flight, like, oh my gosh, I've got to go this way and that way. And, and look, I mean, Ariane, your knees hurt. Lindsay, your son, you know, broke his arm, you know, we were talking about all kinds of things that are going on in our lives before we came on air and, and life is stressful and things just sort of come at us, especially as moms. And um, if you can call a pause or get yourself to go listen to this or something like it, it, I don't know how long that took five, eight minutes would be my guess um, that it really can, can set your mind into a different into a different place. Like, just like when I talk about, you need a reset, you know, go out for a walk and come back. Don't you feel like you've cleared your mind and you can tackle the tasks. If you have young kids and you get a babysitter and you get out for a couple hours and you come back, you feel refreshed. You're like, Oh, I can do this. But if you hadn't had the babysitter, you weren't sure how you're going to make it through the day. So we all need those sort of mini breaks. Did anybody else want to comment? So I think something that you just said uh, resonated with me and that's I think what the guided meditation does for me, and I would imagine for some other people too, is that it gives you a pause. And within that pause, a time to um, you know, take a step back almost. And, and like you said, you know, life is filled with um, you know, ups and downs and curveballs and, and all of these things that you don't expect to happen that can happen any day of the week. Um, and it's not necessarily the situation, but it's, it's how you respond to it. And I think that the guided meditation or the meditation, whatever works for, for you, um, is very beneficial because it gives you that pause where you can then decide how you want to go about handling the, situa the situation you're in, you know, the choice you want to make in handling it. You know, it's, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because you were saying how you respond to it. It gives you that second to, to how you're going to respond to things. And I was talking about this on, a, on this workshop that I did last night and things come at me constantly, that, you know, especially as a mom, I'm always like fixing things or trying to fix them or make them better or, you know, put things in place to, to buffer things. And, and it's a nonstop process, but because I have practices in place, I'm able to pause when things happen and think about my reaction. And it, and it changes sort of the way that I am and, and how I react. And, and when I was younger, I may have reacted to things, you know, very immaturely or emotionally. And now because of practices and tools that I have, spiritual tools that I've done when I feel good, they're in place when things come at me that don't feel so good, if that makes sense. Um, Absolutely. And I think also though, how, but it's not only how you're reacting, because then that's a chain to how somebody else will react to your reaction. So it really sets the tone for the whole path. 
Exactly. That's, that's so important. It really does. It has this ripple effect to it. So if I respond to somebody in anger, you know, what happens? They usually respond back in anger, but if I can do loving kindness or, you know, at least some ease to pull myself back for a second to think something through before I react. Yeah. And your kids see that (laughs) your kids see how you react. You know, I, I always say that they, they learn by what I'm doing, not by what I'm saying all the time. They're half not listening to me, I'm sure. But they see what I do. And then I see them doing it. And, and you, got, you guys, your kids are getting old enough where I'm sure you see them mimicking you and doing things that you do. So anybody else want to comment on the meditation before we move on? I was just going to say that um, it made me long for like a, a block of time where you can just go and kind of wander and like see where the forest meets the beach. And then I'm clear, I'm clearly coming off of like a couple of weeks of curveballs where I'm just like at my wit's end with, you know, kids not being in school and being home for various reasons. But um, it also made me long for a place where the forest does meet the beach. Like that would be really pretty and really nice to be able to just sit. Um, but then my mind, my mind sort of wandered and I was thinking, am I the only one that sometimes thinks like maybe like being stranded on an island for like, I don't know, like a couple of weeks might be kind of nice. Like, I don't know. I think sometimes, you know, take away all the like scary, am I ever going to be rescued aspect of it? Like if you knew that the next boat was coming in like two or three weeks, like on a sunny tropical Island, I kind of like, I kind of like that. I think I'd be into that. There's a a great book of a woman who did do that. She went down. Uh, I think it's called the gift of the sea. Um, and her last name is Lindbergh. I can't remember her first name, but because I just, it was just, my mind went there and I was kind of like, I just kind of want to be like cast away for like a minute. <laughs> she did that. She left her family and she went and lived on like Sanibel Island before it was built up in like some little shack or something. And, and she wrote this, this little book, uh, the gift of the sea or gift from the sea, I'll have to, I'll post it on this website page, you know, from our talk today, but, um, but it's enticing, isn't it? The idea of that, but didn't I take you there just for a couple of seconds? Yeah. Yes. Claire, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, you know, while having kind of a, you know, an extended period of time where we could actually be, you know, in that beautiful kind of, um, uh, landscape that you painted, having kind of a snack sized version of it still can give you, um, you know, more perspective and, and strength to kind of get to a better place. So I, I feel like it's a, a good kind of invitation that, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like, for example, you know, I always want to go on like a special hike, but it's good enough just to go to the local place and, and to notice different things and, and just go for a short period of time. So it doesn't have to take over your schedule. You can still get the, the benefit of, um, you know, the, the big time trip. If you can get yourself into the right mindset in a shorter period of time. Yeah. And that everything you need is already here. You know, how about how many times have you guys taken your kids to the zoo and you have the same exact experience at the Turtleback Zoo, which is the local zoo to all of us. I'm sure you've all taken your kids have you ever had the same exact experience when you went there? Probably not. You know, every time I go to the zoo or went to the zoo, I had like a season pass or whatever you get for the zoo. And every time we went, it was different. Sometimes the monkeys were out. Sometimes the monkeys were asleep. Sometimes 
the pe- they were feeding the penguins. And it was always, it was the same place that we visited, but we saw different things every time we went back. And if you can go into your local habitat with that mentality of, you know, what's going to surprise me? What am I going to see that's different that I missed last week? And, and right now for us in the, in the Northeast here, you know, the fall is, is here. How about you, Joanne? We haven't heard from you. Yoga, you're, she's a yoga teacher. So this meditation. I was, I was really happy when you said, oh, we're going to um, go through a guided meditation first before uh, we continue to speak. And I was, I was ready to just like get set and listen. And um, normally I really love the guided meditations, but I think I had so much going on in my mind that the guided meditation or what you were saying was actually uh, making me think of things in real life. And it made me think like, oh, my parents just put our lake house up for sale. So then that made me really sad. So then I kind of lost the meditation aspect (laughs) Um, because I thought of the water and I thought of when we go in the water at the lake house and, oh, I'm going to be sad. They're selling it. Um, So I think it made me realize that, you know, there are certain moments where I really need the guided meditation. But in this moment, I probably would have benefited from um, more silence. And I think it's important to bring up that sometimes, you know, whether you listen to guided meditations um, or you sit there and you just kind of be one with the sounds of nature and what's going on in your head, and that's okay too. Um, it's just important, I think, to recognize that sometimes we need, sometimes what we need is, is no talking, you know? And I think in that moment, I was really excited because I'd had a busy morning and I was like, oh, I can't wait to meditate. But then it just brought me into more busyness in my life, which doesn't usually happen. Usually I'm great at the meditating and the grounding, <laughs> yeah. um, but then but then that wasn't the case today. So it was a good reminder for myself that, you know, that silence, that, that, that sitting and that focusing on just the breath and the feeling of it going in and out of my nose um, is sometimes more of what I need than more talking. Yeah. And we've talked about this in the past about checking in with yourself and knowing what you need in this moment. And the guided meditation is perfect for people that need somebody to guide them. <laughs> And because, you know, you do a lot of this work already and it's very familiar to you, you might be sort of at a different level or at a different place where you could recognize what you need and what you don't need, um, what really fills you up, what resonates with you, what doesn't resonate with you. Um, And so what I'm hearing too is that it triggered a sad emotion for you. You Yeah, and I think... Yeah, I think it's just important to, you know, when maybe somebody who doesn't meditate often, when they just go to start and to try something out, to know that there are different options. You know, if you feel like you don't like the guided the guided meditation you're listening to, maybe just turn it off and see see what focusing on your breath does, you know, or the opposite. Maybe you can't just sit there and focus on your breath. There's too much going on. Then, yeah, turn on the guided meditation. Exactly. Yeah. The uh, National Science Foundation found that the average person has 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. It's a lot of thoughts. And out of those thousand thoughts, um, 
I'm wondering if any of them for any of you is about God or the sacred or your higher power. For me, whenever I walk the dog and I see, um, or when I'm driving and I see, I'm, I'm doing with my hands, but you guys can't see this, but um, sun rays coming through the clouds. Um, I always think that's like God's doing something like over there, like that, those are like his hands doing something that's needed in that area. So like whenever you're driving and you see like off in the distance, like sun rays and a burst, I'm like, Oh, he's doing something over there. I don't know. Someone told me that once. Oh, when I, I love that. Yeah. And I, um, I love sun, like the sun rays. My kids know it too. They point them out to me all the time. They just make me so happy. And I don't know why. <laughs> and see for you, that's like a little mini meditation. You know, it doesn't have to be this guided thing, but for you out for a walk, seeing that, and, and connecting with, with God in that way. I think that's beautiful. It's almost like that light from heaven sort of coming down and, and uh, that connection that we can't see, but sometimes it's a vision. You can, you can get a peek of it. Yeah. My heaven on earth, like, you know, in my brain would be like me sitting on a cloud in basking in sunshine for the rest of my life. I feel like that would be, so that's why I think of that. It's so funny. <laughs> that's great. I love that. When I wake up every morning, I say my morning prayers, which, you know, I learned when I was a child. So, you know, I try and set my intention at that time. So I do bring in a little spirituality and, you know, pray that I have a good day. So. Yeah. And it's so important to do that. You know, I, I can't drive that home enough that to set the intention to the, you know, I was listening to a podcast, a different podcast the other day, and they were talking about, you know, where you place your focus or where you place your attention that, and, and if I place my attention to God or to, to greet my day in that way with a, with a prayer that even though my dog threw up and, you know, my knee hurts and my dog, my son broke his arm and I'm just adding up all of our collective issues that I can still go back to that as a touch point throughout the day, that it's, that it's kind of woven into my intention for the day. Um, yeah, I, I like that intention for the day. Um, sometimes I feel like we have to have like a higher focus um, or like in yoga, they call it drishti, like have us like look at a spot on the wall while you're balancing and, you know, you can, you can hold your, um, pose and breathe through it more easily. But that also relates to off the mat, having um, a higher intention or higher focus just in general um, often helps me throughout my day. Um, and just like you, Jennifer, like I'll say a little prayer, not every day, but often. And, um, and I'll often try to set my focus or my drishti for that day. Um, like sometimes I'll say, you know, today I really want to focus on just trying to be, you know, the best mom I can be with a positive attitude or, you know, today I really want to rock it in my class today or um, just trying to have a higher vision for that day. Or maybe it's just not day, maybe like this month, you know, I really want to be more in touch with my spiritual side or be more in touch with serving others. You know, maybe I want to focus my higher intention in life right now for serving others. Um, I, I think that's a, a, a wonderful practice. What happens but, yeah. when you catch yourself, you've set that intention and you catch yourself not being your highest 
that are best self or you catch yourself being a mom that you wouldn't want to be or what happens then for you? Yeah, I mean, I feel like doesn't that happen every day for all of us, right? All the time when we really want to be our best selves, that's when you're often not going to be. Um, so I think it's 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 honestly constantly a practice and you just have to tell yourself, you know, it's a bump in the road. Um, I didn't do well there, but like, what did I learn from that? You know, why did I react that way? Um, and wondering what can if, I Yeah. I'm just wondering what can I take with me for the next situation so that I could act or be more of what I wanted to strive for. You're talking to me about before and after, and I want to talk about in the moment. So you're talking about setting an intention, which I think is beautiful. I love that practice. And then you're talking about what you would do after if you weren't pleased with a reaction to something or, or some encounter or reaction that you had to something what happens when you're in the actual moment you've set this intention you're in the actual moment are you able in the moment to recognize because you set the intention like oh here I go again like there's this thing that I do um yeah I think sometimes I am able to and I pause and I I I breathe honestly three full deep breaths or or what get me through the day when I'm having a tough time. Um, but then sometimes I don't think I always realize I'm not being who I want to be until maybe I'm in bed at night and I was like, ah, oh, I did not handle that well. What can I do tomorrow? You know, sometimes I don't realize it and sometimes I do. Yeah. And the reason I asked is because when we do set intentions, um, we have more self-awareness about ourselves. So if I didn't do any work on myself, I would just sort of bulldoze my way through my life without any consciousness, you know, or maybe a little bit here and there, it might feel bad about something. But when I'm really intentional about setting the tone for my day, like Jennifer with the prayer and things like that, that when I am in these moments where I feel like I could be better, I catch myself. And what you said, you have this great tool. Like, think about that. You actually pause when you can, and you take these deep breaths in. And what does that do for you? The deep breaths actually reset your brain away from that fight or flight mode or that system one reaction mode that we often get into and can bring us back to the, um, the more rest and recharge mode. Yeah. And so thank you, because you really gave everybody a, a tangible gift just now by saying, oh, I set this intention. Then in the moment when I catch myself, I can breathe through it. Right. And it, and it offers yeah. some release or some peace. And the more you do that over time, you'll look back and you'll say, oh, I used to be like that. <laughs> not quite like that anymore. So there, that, that's where the growth, that's where the spiritual awakening, that's where everything happens in those moments when you can catch yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's such a practice. Like I feel like I've been doing this for years and I still find myself, you know, not being able to be present, not being able to breathe in a tough situation. But, uh, but then I've noticed at times the growth where, wow, I didn't react there. You know, I, I didn't maybe do what I would have done a couple of years ago. So I, it, 
it's I think it's imperative to stress that it's us just always such a practice and we're um, a work in progress our whole lives. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anybody else want to add, Jennifer? Sometimes I and I can't remember where I, I read it and I'm not going to get it completely right. But um, I'm just thinking in terms of kids sometimes, you know, even though as a parent, you really should not feed on your kids reaction and you need to calm down, but that doesn't always happen. And I read um, somewhere and instead of reacting to your child, if, you know, if, if, if it's a, a child issue and my ch children are not small anymore, so it still happens in uh, teen, teenage and, and above years, um, you know, if they're coming at me with something and I said, okay, do you want me to listen to you? Do you want me to give you advice? Or there was one other thing. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. But I thought that was so important. I actually have used that on my youngest daughter because she'll come at me with something. And I said, well, what do you want from me? Like, do you, do you want a confrontation? Or maybe do you want a confrontation? Um, you know, so I, I asked, I've asked her that. And then she takes a step back. So her reaction, and it's, you know, an evidence, you know, when you step back and say, okay, what, 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 what does anyone want of this situation? And then it's, it's a clearer view of, of, of how the, um, the outcome is going to be. Anyway, I thought that was kind of a neat thing too. Yeah. I think that's, awesome. I needed that. <laughs> I read that too. I thought that was wonderful. And I also feel like we could probably use that on our significant others too. Right. Like, often I'll, I'll complain to my husband about something and, you know, he, he wants to fix it, but really I just want my emotions to be recognized and like, and, you know, you need to vent a moment. Um, and I, I, so when I read that too, I was like, well, maybe when he says things to me and I go and I try to um, fix it or make it better, maybe you instead ask exactly what you just said of your, what you would do with your children, you know, are you looking for advice or do you just need somebody to hear what you have to say? You know, and that kind of took me back and it's powerful too. That's so powerful. That's why I just said like, wow, three times, because isn't that what we all want <laughs> to be heard, to be seen, to be listened to. And isn't that when we complain to a friend or we go for a walk with a friend and we kind of like unload everything that's going on in our lives isn't that really what we want? We just want somebody to listen, to be heard yeah. and not, and I'm such a fix it up chappy. <laughs> I'm just so used to like, okay, what, what do we need? What, you know, and I'm just, and I have to just pull myself back sometimes from that, from, so I love that Jennifer, for you bringing that into the conversation today. It's such a great reminder that to ask the person, what do you need from me right now? Mm -hmm. need to, to listen or yeah, I love that. Anybody else want to comment on that? Well, not necessarily on that, but I think I'm trying to remember exactly what the original question was because we've gone off on wonderful tangents. Um, but I think it was about, um, you know, well, I'll just give you what I, what I wanted to say because I can't remember the question. Uh, but basically, um, I think it comes down to gratitude too. And I think it comes down to, and I think that's a practice. And I think that if we can turn our focus in a situation to look at the beauty and to be grateful for something, it, it it's powerful. Um, 
I think that there's a lot of different practices and tools that we can give our kids and we can give ourselves. Um, you know, we recently, Isabella and I recently went back to something that we did years ago. Um, we have a, a thankful thoughts jar and every night we sit together and we write five things that we're grateful for from the day and we put it in this jar and, you know, it's papers are like piling out of the jar right now. Um, and they, they can be such silly things too. They don't have to be big things, but it brings her back also to something happy. You know, it, it can, I, I believe that gratitude can, is so powerful that it can, it can change something negative into something positive. Yeah. I read a great book this summer called The Gratitude Jar by Josie Robinson. And she did that exact practice with, she was drinking too much. Um, she was miserable in her life yet. It seemed like, you know, she had everything, you know, it's, it sounds like a lot of us, you know, that, you know, she was focusing on everything that was wrong in her life and not everything that was right. And it's such a quick, great little read because she started this gratitude practice with one of her kids every night and they would write on a slip of paper and put it in a basket. And the little boys like comments were so simple. You know, he was so grateful for so many of the simple things in life, but it changed her whole life. And she ended up, um, you know, getting sober and getting the job of her dreams and writing this book about it and on and on and on and on because she shifted her focus from what's wrong in her life to what's right in her life. Um, and and just, that's why we did it because Isabella was having a tough time at school and it changed her focus. Yeah, it did. So I, I, you can use it in, you know, any age and any, anything that is difficult, I think. Exactly. Um, I think just to go back to the original question, I had, uh, I had said that, you know, out of the 60,000 plus thoughts a day that we have, um, you know, could any of them be God speaking to us or how many of those are us speaking to God? I think that's one of the questions I asked. And if God's not a word that you use, we can use, you know, sacred or your higher power or whatever you're comfortable with. I definitely feel like the world or nature or mother earth or God is speaking to us daily. Um, and I feel like until we actually see the signs for some things that are meant for us, they'll keep coming. So I, I, I love that um, if something's really important and if something's really meant for you, it's gonna keep coming. So don't hold back and don't, you know, open your eyes and notice what, what keeps appearing in your life and, and what do you keep hearing about or what do you keep seeing? Because um, I often think that those are the things that are meant for us, right? Like you never, you won't, you won't miss an opportunity if your eyes are open. You know, sometimes we make the wrong decisions or something wasn't right for us at a certain time, but then it'll come back. Like it'll come back and watch those signs and, and just have your eyes open and your ears open to what keeps uh, making appearances in your life. You know, what things might be meant for you or not meant for you. Um, Can you give me an example? Kind of, um, ooh, that's a good question. Okay. Let me think. Um, well, even even um, one of the classes I really want to teach, I really wanted to teach straight out of um, the teacher training school. Um, I wasn't able to teach at the time because I felt like something else was better for me. Um, but then, you know, months later, the class was opened up for me again. 
Um, and so it just made me think, oh, so it really was, it really is meant for me. And now it's at a better time that fits with my life. Yes, I'm going to jump on this and take the opportunity. Um, trying to think if there's a better, better example, though. Um, you know, honestly, I was feeling, I didn't have very much faith like a couple weeks ago. Sometimes it goes up and down in my life and I can be super spiritual. And then sometimes, you know, you just have like this little lull because things have been happening. And, you know, I went into church and I'm a Eucharistic minister and I was even serving that day. And I'll even admit that even before I went into church, I just wasn't, I wasn't in the mood. I just like, why am I even here? My family's not here with me. I have to push myself to get here between all the sports and all the um, obligations we have. And I literally just said a little prayer when I was there and I was like, God, just please, re you know, remind me why I need to be here and hear your message. And like literally the sermon was exactly for that. Um, the priest couldn't have said it any better. Like it was almost like it was meant for me to hear it. And, you know, and, and luckily I'd opened my ears and I heard it and it was exactly what I needed to hear. And I think that's important to, to recognize when something you need might be out there for you. You know, if you're, if you don't have your ears open, your eyes open, your heart open, you could so easily miss things by just being negative, you know? Yeah. Um, and I love that story because I think God surprises us in those ways, exactly when we're in that lowest point, when, when we really need it, you know? The, yeah. I mean, it was like a, open your eyes. Like this is for you. Like it was, it was not a slap in the face, but like, it, it's, it's just so funny how sometimes when you just put it out there in the universe and you ask a question, I mean, next day, I'm telling you, open your eyes. You're going to get some sort of answers. <laughs> and I'm glad that you received it. I'm glad that you received it. Yeah. Are you going to say something? I was I was just gonna say I got goosebumps with that. I love that story. And I you know, for the first time in a long time recently, I, you know, I stopped what I was doing and I just, you know, prayed and asked God for guidance. And I think it's so it's so important. And I don't know why I didn't really do it before. Um because it I felt it I felt at peace doing it. Um, and I think it's a, I think it's a nice practice. Um, but I love your story, Joanne. I just, ah, oh, goosebumps all over. And you seem, you know, you seem also not to go off, but you seem, um, happier since the last time I saw you, um, just overall, just alive and, and you, you look great. <laughs> You're so funny. Thank you. <laughs> Filled with the spirit. So I'm going to pick a quote from Meredith Stars of Joy. <laughs> we haven't done this in a long time because we're not together, but I, uh, I thought I would pick it for us and we'll see how much it relates back to, uh, to our discussion today. And I never know, by the way, how these discussions are going to go. And I love, I feel like they're very spirit led and whatever need, needs to be said is said. And so hopefully anybody who's listening, um, you know, we'll take these words with them today. Ah, and I got one of my favorite quotes then, uh, from Julian of Norwich that is, all will be well and all will be well and all manner of things will be well. What do you think of that, Joanne? <laughs> totally goes exactly with our whole conversation. <laughs> I know I picked on you a little bit. <laughs> 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 
So thank you. <laughs> what did you say, Lindsay? That I needed to hear that too. Oh, good, good, good. All right. Well, I love you guys. Thank you for, for joining me today and uh, for a great, another great conversation. I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at TalkingJoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.